it simple, really. Great stories with a good cup of tea. It's the Tea with Mike show. Tea with Mike fans, on this episode of the show, uh, Mary Lou joins us. Uh, Mary Lou is a writer and author, so grab a cup of tea, sit back, and enjoy. Alright guys, welcome to another episode of the Tea with Mike show. Uh, joining me for this one is uh, Mary Lou. Uh, welcome to Tea with Mike, Mary. Thank you. Awesome, so we're just going to hop right in. Do, do you want to start by telling everyone a little bit about you? Well, um, I'm very excited to be here. This is kind of totally new for me. I'm an author. I'm about to launch my first... I, I have been published with short stories in contests and things, and I've done some commercial writing. Uh, I'm about to launch my first... Um, junior novel sci-fi well it's more like a fantasy novel and I'm very excited about that awesome and and then so how, how did you kind of uh, get started in writing and also what is it that you love so much about uh, being an author uh, I've been writing since grade school and um, I guess it might have been a little bit of a clue when in high school I took five Englishes in one year and I even took uh, an English course correspondence just because I wanted to take one. <laughs> so that might have been a clue. Um, I have I have been in writing groups for the last maybe twenty years, and I mean I have, as I said, been published a little bit. But I my my computer is littered literally with manuscripts, <laughs> everything from short stories to poems to non-fiction, sci-fi, so many genres. I just write and I love writing and I've never not written. I don't remember. And I remember plotting with girlfriends, you know, different stories and things like that back in grade seven even. So. <laughs> and, and, so and so out of all of the subjects that you took at school, like English and writing was kind of the one that stood out for you? Oh, I loved English. English and art were my two favorite subjects. And I was okay in everything else, but I just loved, I love stories. I love telling stories. I love entertaining people. And uh, I've done a little bit of theater and stuff too, but um, anything that tells a story and puts a smile on people's faces or sort of shocks them or they, I like having surprise endings. So um, it's unexpected. I like to be unexpected. I have a lot of quirky things that you wouldn't think somebody even my age would write, but I do. So, um, as I said, just to entertain mainly. Awesome. And then, and then so, so, so uh, when you're writing, is, is there kind of an, an environment that you um, like, to, like to write in? Do you sit outside and write? You sit in a in a closed off room with the doll shit, that sort of thing. Oh, no, I have uh, I have my little corner. I have a little nest in my living room. Uh, I can see out my window to the trees, and we have a pond out our backyard. And so I like to look at nature. I can write anywhere. We go camping. I write. I do sit out on the deck sometimes and write as well. Uh, literally, I I can write anywhere. I can write on an airplane. I can write as long as I have my computer in front of me. So, so is it fair is it to say that uh, like once you've immersed yourself in whatever you're writing and creating, it's, 
you don't get, I guess, distracted by everything else that's going well, on around you? I don't hear anything else. <laughs> I don't see anything else. I mean, I'm aware of other things, but I'm totally in the world that I'm in. And I'm just, it's like watching a movie in my head and my, my fingers are typing what I'm seeing. And, uh, and then I go back and edit it, of course, because it's not all gold that comes out the first time. So well, that, 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 that sounds like quite difficult to do, because I know personally, if I was doing uh, lots of writing in that context, I'd be getting distracted by like, every other thing around me, like the notifications on my phone. If I was outside, people talking three yards over and so on. Yeah. No, um, the only thing is if I get a phone call or my husband talks to me, it kind of annoys me. It's like it takes me out of that world and I have to go back into it and get immersed again. So I find that um, I, I that annoys me <laughs> because I really am in it. And um, and I'm thinking, too, like I'm, I'm my mind is always plotting. I mean, I wake up with stories. Oh, wow. I've written stories where I have and wake up. I went on a road trip. We lived in Thompson, Manitoba at the time, and we were driving to Winnipeg, and it was about midnight. And I had slept, and I woke up, and I had a complete short story in my head. And I just grabbed, you know, a notebook and wrote it down. And, yeah. <laughs> so that happened quite a lot for me. I just have – and then I have, a, I have an ideas folder. I have all kinds of folders on my computer. So I have one that's called ideas. And whenever I – Sometimes I'll have a, a snippet, like I'll have a, a wonderful title for something, or I'll have a first line. That's what happened with this book. Um, and I'll stick them in a folder. I have no idea what it's going to relate to, no idea what it will ever turn into, if anything. It just sounded cool to me, and I'll write it. So my first line of my book says, Jake wondered if he smelled. And I <laughs> that in a folder and it's like it sat there for a while and um I was perusing my ideas folder and I came across that and I came across another line that had something to do with somebody named Esme with Jake totally unrelated snippets and uh yeah they turned into a book <laughs> well that's actually that's quite incredible how you can uh, link random random ideas uh, together so, yes, I can do that. So, so let's talk about the uh, this ideas folder for a couple of uh, minutes. So, like, do you put li literally everything that, that randomly pops into your head into into the ideas folder, or because of the for the length of time that you've been writing, uh, do you have is a gut instinct and experience that tells you, oh, this might work and this might yeah. work. I, I have so many, I have a lot of um, uh, outlines of things too. So not only do I have a lot of stories that I don't think are good enough, but I don't, they don't interest me enough to rework them. But I have a lot that I am very intensely interested to work, but it's like which to pick first. I have, I have quite a few. So currently on my author webpage, I have... Um, I am, because of COVID, I'm, um, I'm wanting to do my little bit and entertain the troops, so to speak. So I've posted my short stories, some of them. Uh, once they're posted there, of course, you can't submit them to a publisher. So um, it's a gift, but I'm mainly sending out stories about my rescue dog, Sammy. I have a little rescue dog 
He's a schnoodle, a schnauzer poodle mix. And we've had him for two years and he's a ter- he's terrified of men and was abused. And so we have, I have, I'm on my ninth Sammy story and uh, just uh, telling, you know, his journey out of being a terrified little guy to a more vibrant, happy little dog. So I try to post one of those a week um, and possibly two, but also every once in a while, maybe once a week or once every two weeks, another one of my short stories. And I have different categories on my website that, you know, if you're interested in sci-fi, some people are not and, you know, or fantasy or quirky or humor, you know, or, you know, uh, there's other things. Yeah. and so how, how, how have the, these stories, most specifically uh, this rescue story about you, a dog, how, how has it kind of been received by um, your community and, very, very well. and random people? Yeah. Yes. Like I have, I have a lot of followers already. I just put my website up a couple months ago and um, I really wasn't out there like that, but I'm part of a, a mastermind author um, group, uh, the children's authors. And uh, it's a course that runs 10 months and I have a mentor. And part of it is to get to see a person through from very beginning to end to publish their book. So um, part of that was, you know, get on Facebook, tell people about your stuff. Build a website. (laughs) Build a website. Yeah. So that's a little out of my comfort zone, all of that. I'd rather write than tell people about writing. <laughs> Although I don't mind writing about that too. If I'm writing about that, I, I will share the process on my on my Facebook author page too, how that's going, like looking for an illustrator and, you know, finding an editor and going through the editing process and all of that. So people find that interesting. I also belong to um, Rescue Pet Parents uh, website, which is other people like myself that have a rescue animal. And um, so a lot of people, not a lot, some from there have also, you know, joined in and are following along with the adventures of Sammy. And um, so I have people say, when's another one coming out? I read your last one. And uh, yeah, so I guess they find them entertaining to find out his progress. And it's good for me, too. I look back on where he came from and it's amazing how far he's come. But I'm doing it chronologically from the beginning. Oh, wow. Nice from what I remember. And uh, probably at the end of it, I'll have another book <laughs> of Sammy's stories. <laughs> so. Um, so, so what would you say um, is, the, is the hardest part about writing? Now, from what you're telling me so far, I, at least I don't think for you it's the, the ideas section, which for a lot of people is quite challenging and difficult. Yeah. Um, for me, it's difficult to know whether or not what I've written is saying what I think it says, that people are seeing and reading what I meant. Um, so because it's your, it's so close and intimate, I have no problem editing stuff. And I don't think that every word that proceeds out of my little fingertips is pure gold and shouldn't touch it. I, I'm ruthless if it comes to chopping something up or getting rid of stuff. So processes, if, I, if I'm working on something that I want to keep, I will write it the way I, I get it. And I know that it's not in a finished 
condition. So I'll leave it for a bit and I'll go back to it after a few days. And as I'm reading it, I'm editing it. And I'm um, and I don't mean just grammar and spelling, but I'm reading I'm right. I'm reading for the content. Um, I'm reading for the flow. I read a lot of times I'll read it out loud and see whether or not it hits my ear correctly or hits my ear right. And uh, and, you know, just rework dialogue or. I just trying to keep in mind the the um, elements of good writing and good style. Like, is is a certain length is thing too long? Or am I using too many of the same word in a paragraph? Uh, we all have our pet things where I I use the word really a lot <laughs> to go back and edit it out of my writing because I often tend to write the way I talk, and um, and that doesn't make for good writing so I will go out and I'll you know edit that out and sometimes I'll delete whole scenes it's like you know it's not making the story go forward or or whatever and yet for all of that I need output I need other people's input to tell me you know well I didn't understand that or I wasn't clear about that and I think something's perfectly transparent and they don't get it and it's like okay that's my fault it's not their fault it's it's my fault because I haven't made it crystal clear to them and um so you know i don't have a problem going back there and tweaking it a bit so that it's clearer awesome and then and then so obviously maybe this is a little bit uh, closer to when you first be first began to uh, write how difficult was it at the beginning to um, not get it too, too attached to any one given idea in case it, it it didn't work out or it wasn't well received well, I didn't share a lot of my stuff at the beginning. Uh, I had I had it all. <laughs> I mean, I started when it was a typewriter and I had to write it. And so, you know, there's, and I wasn't very, I mean, I made a lot of typing mistakes and I hated it. And I loved when the computer came up. <laughs> it's great. Um, so I didn't really share a lot. Um, but then when I lived in Kenora, uh, Ontario, I, I, I joined a writer's group. And we gave each other, you know, we got to read our stuff to each other and critique it and I found that extremely valuable and I belong to a writers group in Red Deer here too that uh, Writers Inc and uh, extremely extremely beneficial um, you get where people that are other writers have have experience and we have a, a, a large range you know from the, the beginning writer that you know is timid and nervous about their stuff and we're pretty gentle. If you don't want a harsh critique or you don't want us to be um, mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll be encouraging and just, you know, sometimes I'll say, you know, I'm not looking for content or whatever. I just want to know, does this seem real to you, this part or whatever? I might have a question. Things, yeah. yeah, like I just don't, maybe in my, because I'm too close to it, I can't see whether that character that I wrote is doing what he would do or what I'm saying he's doing and then I want your opinion um or I will have you know whatever got you got for me I'll take it and somebody will say well you know you left a comma out there or whatever <laughs> and, and so you can get whatever level of critique you want and you don't have to share anything you can just listen to other people uh right now we're online meeting online every Tuesday so it's very valuable so 
seeing as you brought it up, how has the transition been um, from meeting in person to online for the group? Well, uh, like I said, we just started, and this is the third week, and I have to confess that I've got so much going on right now with my, my life that uh, I was like half an hour into Tuesday night and realized I'm not on my writer's group, and that really um, upset me. I was gone for a whole year. I had to help my aunt with something, like an estate, and so I was living in Ontario for over a year, and I've just been back since um, oh. Easter, so... I didn't get to meet with my group except for a couple times and uh, I really missed them. So uh, I think that it's going very well. They're, they're doing Zoom meetings and uh, you can you can go at Writers Inc. I think it's, uh, oh, you know, the link, I should look it up. It's Red Deer Writers Inc. anyway. And, um, you know, you can you can join online. I'm sure that there there's accommodation for that. Awesome, and then and then let's uh, flip it flip it a little bit. So you spent seven years in the uh, Canadian Armed Forces. What yeah. did how how did uh, the, a firstly how did that come about, and b uh, what did that experience um, teach you about greater life? Well, that's where I grew up. <laughs> I was uh, nineteen, finished school, and had no clue of what to do with my life at all. I had no didn't know what I was going to do. And um, didn't have a lot of prospects. I was I had a high school education. I did well in school, but didn't know that I could be a writer. Or I mean, I didn't have people in my life that could really foster that or clue in and go light bulb. You know, she probably should be a writer <laughs> or a journalist or whatever. Um, so I mean, I was it was just like all about getting a job and. I saw, I was living in Hamilton, Ontario at the time and at home. And my stepfather, I, I, I saw two guys that were in army uniform downtown. And it was kind of like, well, they're not your usual short, you know, they got short hair. They looked really clean cut and kind of cool looking. And I thought, well, I knew they were military, but I didn't have any clue what that was. Anyway, I had this mistaken impression that you know, if you join the army, like it, you were digging trenches and peeling potatoes and, <laughs> and never let you out of there for years. And you, you know, you were, you were, you were theirs. And when I went down, I, I, I wanted to join, just join the reserves. Cause I did not want to be, you know, um, in prison for, <laughs> for, for the rest of my life or whatever. So I went down to the recruiting center to ask, and they said, "Well, we are not the reserve center; we are the we're the regular force." And they could have cared less whether I was going to join them or not. And I was surprised because they weren't real, you know. They were they had their quotas. They were not looking for new people really. And um, they put me off for several months, and I was five foot nothing. Maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. That was their their very minimal, you know, height. Thing. A whole long and, list of stuff that I had aptitudes for, which was amazing. I had a mechanic, I had airframe technician on there, and um, but they didn't have trades open. Like you have to have a trade that you okay. are that you have aptitude for that they also have an opening for. So uh, that limited things. And unless I had a specific trade that I really, really, really wanted, which I didn't, um, then I, you know, I would have to pick what was open. So I actually picked finance because I knew nothing about it. Uh, 
it, and I thought, well, they'll, they'll teach me. <laughs> so that's what I did. I did finance. So I was in uh, pay. I was in uh, claims. I got to be the base cashier in large Germany nice. for a stint. That was really exciting. I met my husband there. And, uh, yeah. Uh, cool. And so, so, so I guess I'll go to what's your favorite type of tea? Well, currently I am drinking um, mandarin orange green tea. My favorite, though, is Rooibos Bavarian chocolate. And I really only have that as a treat when we go to Glenn's Tea House <laughs> in Red Deer. Um, but otherwise, I, I'm, you know, I love Earl Grey. I like just regular red rose tea with cream. So, have you have you ever had a Yorkshire tea? No, I haven't. You can you can get it at uh, IGA and uh, London Drugs. I, I I describe it as a, a little bit stronger than uh, red red rose, and obviously English breakfast tea and red rose are pretty uh, similar. So. It's, 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 so I drink uh, Yorkshire tea with like, a very tiny uh, bit of milk in. Okay. How many cups of tea would you say uh, you drink a day? <laughs> well, actually, I drink coffee in the morning. I'm a coffee drinker in the morning. So I'll have maybe one to two in the afternoon and evening. Not an awful lot. <laughs> also, and then, so the uh, tea fact for the episode is the perfect water temperature uh, varies by uh, the tea. Uh, green and white teas require water of at least 150 degrees Fahrenheit, or the str strongest variety, so black, and uh, needs boiling water of 212 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. And that comes from countryliving.com. Wow. I always thought it just had to be boiled, like boiling water. That's it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's, it's, it's actually crazy what you learn. Obviously, then we have the like the modern kettles, so that that obviously speeds it up to the appropriate like temperature a lot faster by this method. <laughs> awesome. So so you write in a lot of uh, different uh, genres and styles. If someone put you under pressure, which one is your favorite? I five. Okay. Yeah. Any particular reason for that? Well, sci-fi fantasy. I because the sky's the limit. You know, uh, I have quirky things that come into my my head, and uh, I just you know you can you can invent so much, you can imagine so much that that don't have to follow the rules. I mean, they do have to follow the rules of logic, um, but you can create worlds it's the i think it's the genre th those two genres are the are the best as far as um being able to create you know um, wonderful worlds of the imagination and um i also like mystery i like i like figuring out characters and how they think and why they do what they do and they're constantly doing things that I never meant them to do. And they end up doing them. And I have to write it in there and figure it out and tell them to stop. But they don't listen. So I just love figuring out um, people's motives and uh, why they would do something. You know, if you, if you have a character, so much of what they do flows from 
what they are. And um, so I like doing that. I like messing around with people's motives. And awesome. So do you, do you ever base uh, these uh, motives off uh, real life situations and uh, people that you've met? Or do you try and keep it like out of the real out of the world that we live in, basically? I don't ever have characters that are exactly like a person that I know, never. Uh, but they do inspire me. Um, people's characters are quite repetitious, actually. Uh, but they're very many and varied as well, like very unique. So um, what a person looks like, very often I'll have in my mind, you know, a certain person, oh, okay, he looks like that. Um, but he's not like that. He's he's like this. And um, and sometimes, you know, I'm very plot driven as well. So so sometimes I I I, I don't have a lot of patience describing, <laughs> you know, what she was wearing. It was a yellow dress. It was a red dress. She had red hair. She had green. Hair. I don't care. What did she do? <laughs> what happened next? So I have to actually, that's one of my failings is I have to go back and care about what she's wearing. <laughs> so, because I am, I want things to move. I want, I want the plot to go forward and, and be interesting. And I want people on the hook and, um, you know, okay. And I like to have a surprise at the end. A lot of times I'll have a, it won't be what you expect. It's not your usual ending. And um, I like doing that. I like, I like, I'm kind of a little bit, as far as like mysteries, especially, I'm a little bit like Agatha Christie, where um, I all I, every Agatha Christie book I ever ever read, except for one, I knew who did it right from the beginning. <laughs> I didn't know why, you know, I didn't know why, because she holds things back, but I knew who it was always, and um, so I'm kind of like that, where I steer you away into a different direction. And and uh, surprise you. Awesome. And then, and not then, that I like as well as she does. I don't mean to sound like that. <laughs> and then, and then, so um, obviously it's been a bit of a strange year. But where are you uh, hoping that your uh, writing uh, takes you over the next few months and years, even? Yeah. Uh, well, the book is supposed to come out. I'm hoping November. I'm in the process of uh, my second edit, my first edit really, and then it'll be edited again. And uh, I'm engaging with an illustrator for the cover of what it is going to be like. So that's all a new experience for me. And then it shall be launched in um, in November. <laughs> so, and then, so, then where, are some, where are some places that people could go to read and uh, purchase the book? Well, uh, if you want to stay tuned about the process, you can go to my Facebook page, which is MaryLouDeRitter.com. Uh, Facebook Mary Lou DeRitter. No, sorry. Author Mary Lou DeRitter. you got to have author in there. All one word. M-A-R-Y-L-O-U-D-E-R-I-Double-D-E-R. No T's in there. DeRitter. <laughs> And, um, or you can go directly to my author website, which is MaryLouDeRitter.com. And I, that's where the stories are being posted. And I will have news when the book comes out. 
and then, and then, and then maybe well, you, do, you don't know. So, so will pe can people buy it in a like what's an obvious place? Oh, like like chapters, for example, or is it a little more? Uh, no, I I've been thinking long and hard about this. Like I could, I could uh, get it published then just, but I don't want to be a distributor. <laughs> so I am gonna get it. Uh, it's Miriam Laundry Books that will be publishing it, but it will be uploaded to Amazon, and you can get it through Amazon. Oh, that's cool. So like an electronic version too. Yes, both. Oh, both. Both and electronic. But my, um, it won't be under my name. It'll be actually under my pseudonym which is Lou Ryder, L-O-U, and then the last name is R-I-D-E-R. So, um, but my website at this point is under my real name. Also, uh, is, there, is there any particular reason why it gets published under a different name? Yes. Um, one of the conferences I go to, uh, gone twice now, and I've found a lot of valuable information is the uh, Western Writers Conference called When Words Collide, which is in, held in Calgary, which unfortunately this year it's not because of COVID. But um, one of the authors on the panel, uh, he's written, I don't know, 25 books. He's got millions of copies out there. He was an excellent, excellent speaker. And he talked about selling his books online and he didn't sell them until he changed his name to Jonas Saul. I don't know what it was before that, but Mary Lou DeRitter is kind of hard. You know, I'm always telling people how to spell it. It's long, it's cumbersome. And Lou Ryder is just short and quick and clean and memorable. Like I, I already remembered it. I already remembered it and I the first time obviously I I heard Lou Ryder. So Yes. Yeah. Also and uh, and then let's kind of close uh, the, the show today. So if somebody was first starting off specifically and they wanted to start writing, like how should how, how should they start? Are there any resources out there or should they just kind of dive right into it? Um, if you like to write, you have to give yourself permission to be crappy at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> and just write. You know, pick up your pen, write, uh, however you like to do it. If you like a fancy notebook with a special pen, sometimes I write that way too. I really like that process. But write, just write. Write your thoughts. Um, you're unique. Nobody else is like you, and nobody's going to see the world like you do. So write, write what you have in your head. And who cares if it's wonderful? It might not be wonderful. It might be terrible. But write and um, join a writer's group like Writers Inc. In, in Red Deer if you're in Red Deer or wherever. Many, many cities and towns will have writer's groups that are very encouraging to new writers and they won't eat them for lunch. They will be helpful. And, um, you know, we love nothing better than to encourage our members. Uh, we have quite a range, you know, of, of published as well as which, newbies. Which is, very, which is very exciting, isn't it? That you've, that you've got all, uh, different types of people. Yes, and it's very sure, interesting. Because I'm sure there's people that just uh, also write as a bit of a hobby and for fun. Yes. I just want people to hear the, the work. Right, that's right. And the other thing is too, though, if you're serious about getting published or you want um, to be taken seriously, then there is the craft of writing and it is a job as such as you know, there is stuff that you need to know, um, but don't be intimidated by that. Just just learn it, you know, write, 
there's many, many books you can get even from the library about good writing, what's good, what's not. Um, Writer's Digest is a very helpful resource. They're, they come out with a monthly magazine. They have books also. They, they give you lots of tips. Um, I learned a lot um, in my earlier years from them. Um, you learn about things like run-on sentences or, or how to make your character sparkle or how to make your suspense more suspenseful and things like that. Um, you, you have to be exposed to the craft and learn things if, you know, cause, and the biggest thing, the biggest favor you can do for yourself is to don't take yourself too seriously. Okay. Uh, is there any particular reason for that? Because if you if you think you have to be good enough before somebody's going to read what you've written, you'll never be good enough. You'll never be good enough. So you have to just be you. And I look back at some of the stuff I wrote like years ago and I go, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. But the good news about that is um, some of them were wonderful ideas and that they get to live because now I have more experience and I have more um, skill. So but I had to use it. I had to write. You know, it's it doesn't show up automatically. It's not gonna it's not gonna come down from the sky automatically on your shoulders and bequeath you with you know. <laughs> it's it's work. Uh, it's fun work. If you don't like it, then you're not a writer. If you if you like it but you're not sure of yourself, join the club. Like I'm I, Sammy, my little dog, helped me to see mm. that you know he was scared to be seen to be known. And, um, you know, that's kind of what I did. Like four years ago, I wrote my first novel. I'm not publishing it. It's not bad, but I don't want to be in that genre. And it's a good thing to probably put aside for no one to ever read. But it was something that I said, okay, I've had, I have how many half finished books on my computer? I'm going to finish one this year. Come hell or high water, I am finishing a novel this year. Whether I publish it, whether I go for it, I'm finishing it. And so I set that goal and I met that goal. And then as a result, you know, like, again, it, it was good practice for me to actually do the things I needed to do to be successful. And um, in my mentorship, I'm just going to give a plug to uh, Miriam Laundry in my, in my mastermind group that I'm part of. Um, one of the things she said, she used the word author, and I had kind of a, like a light bulb go on in my head. I've always considered myself a writer, but I never called myself an author when in fact I was because I've been published but I didn't see myself as an author and now I do whether my book is out there yet or not it's going to be out there but I am an author I have been published in many various little ways and um so you know that means getting known which is a little scary <laughs> so Oh, that, awesome. So, so very quickly, what is the what is the actual def, definition between an author and just a writer? Is it is it that published element? Yes, it is. Um, and you can be published in many ways. Like by published, you can be uh, well, you can be a published on your own website if you want to be technical about it. I guess uh, the the publishing world has changed an awful lot. Uh, no longer is it a stigma to write your own stuff and get your, you know, self-published. It's the way to go because publishing does not have the resources or the time to take your book and whip it up from a diamond in the rough to a diamond. They don't have time. 
So, so, you know, Amazon, like it or love it or hate it, has been a boon to authors. There's some horrible stuff on Amazon. I'm sure. That's <laughs> like good stuff too. So, so, you know, there's no reason why you can't be self-published if you want to go that route. I have kind of a hybrid with me. I'm, I'm self-publishing, but I am being published. It's kind of both and um because i've never done it before and i didn't want to reinvent the wheel and it's a lot of work to do that so i i needed somebody to take me by the little hand and keep me on track and you know navigate the stuff that i don't like to do i i'm not a technical person and i don't like print sizes and you know i my illustrator wanted to know what size the book i have no idea <laughs> i have to go research that and it's not where I want to want to do, but I got to do it in order to publish this book. So, you know, there's there's work involved that you may not love. And um, yeah, so. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's a that's a valid point that can be applied to uh, lots of areas of life about um, you may enjoy one bit, but you don't like A, B, C, D, E, and often the list over here is a lot longer than the one over. <laughs> yeah. if, if you, but if, but if, you, if you want to take it more seriously, more than just a hobby, then you have to learn how to do all the different parts. Yeah, and you know there's nothing wrong with it being a hobby either. No. I had a lot of enjoyment out of a lot of years. Um, I just, because I love to write, so, you know, I write. But sharing it with people... You, you kind of said you think you're going to be rejected and it's a kind of a pleasant surprise when you're not. <laughs> but I still have the other side of the story where everybody has a different opinion of how I should have written something. <laughs> and you, you gotta, you gotta be humble enough to take constructive criticism uh, when it's warranted, but also to stand your ground and say, no, I don't agree with that. This is the way that this is going. This story is this way. And I know in my gut that's the way it needs to go because it's my story. <laughs> and, um, and But not to be so, like I said, so high up there that you think you can't be improved because everybody can be improved. Oh, but not to, let your high, not to let your story be hijacked because there's a lot of opinions about a lot of things. And, that's you know, the way. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, well uh, thanks for spending some uh, time with me today and having some tea and a conversation. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed it too, Mike. And I think you're a very, very interesting person. And uh, I really like what you're doing. It's very cool. Thank you so much. Let's keep in touch. We will. Awesome. All right, guys, uh, this was another episode of the Tea with Mike show. Um, obviously, joining me for this one was uh, Mary. Uh, again, thanks, Mary. Um, you can watch uh, this episode of the show at teawithmike.com and moving forward, every single person that appears on the show will have their own uh, personalized um, page, so it will be easier than ever to find their story over a good cup of tea. So teawithmike.com. It's the Tea with Mike show.